is 11 on the ice. Powered by your local Honda dealers. Shop Honda.com. And good evening. Welcome to the Paragon of Hockey Knowledge. We're giving you some homework. Look that one up. I'm Jenna Harner and joining me today at the top of our scoring chart, two-time Stanley Cup champion Phil Bork, the old two-niner and the leader of our partners at DKPittsburghSports.com, Dan Kovacevic. The Penguins with their third win in a row this afternoon, all three coming against the New Jersey Devils. It's, it's always nice to, to help the team contribute, obviously, but um, you know, at the end of the day, the two points of the team is the biggest thing, and we've been doing really well here so far, but we got a tough test tomorrow, obviously. For the moment, with that win, we can say the Penguins are in first place, although the Capitals and Islanders facing each other right now. That said, an Islanders overtime win would make it a three-way tie among the top three. Lots of scenarios could happen there. But let's start with the Penguins' response after that disastrous third period on Tuesday. They came back with two solid games. Borky, will that really serve them well in the playoffs here in terms of being able to respond to adversity? Absolutely, it should. Um, a six-goal lead, and next thing you know, you're hanging on by the skin of your teeth to win the hockey game. Uh, I th found most interesting was Mike Sullivan was almost speechless on how to describe what had happened, but obviously he wasn't speechless the next day, that they were able to regroup. And, you know, in the playoffs, you might have the situation where maybe not a six-goal lead, but a two- or three-goal lead might feel like a six-goal lead, so you can reference that game and say, hey, boys, remember that, that game against the Devils where we stunk in the third? Well, let's, let's learn from that. Let's be a better team for it. Absolutely, they can be a better team from what happened. And also, they put their hand on the stove, but they didn't get burnt because they didn't lose the game. Dan, kind of what are your thoughts in terms of how this will really help them moving forward here? Well, help is the key word there because that's what Mike Sullivan does. He uses situations like this to his advantage. He's done that ever since he's come to Pittsburgh, and I give him a lot of credit for that. And I'll single out one individual from that night, and it was Tristan Jari because Jari, to me, was the one who really lapsed out more than anybody else. And whatever that silliness was when he was trying to set the puck down to shoot toward an open net, that's unacceptable. And I guarantee you that the reason that Sullivan didn't have an answer, as, as Borky referenced here when I asked him that question that night, was he's thinking to himself, how do I deal with the goaltender, which is always a different animal <laughs> for a hockey head coach. Sullivan nailed it. And by the way, on Thursday night, so did Jari. Well, how about this? The Penguins defensemen lead all teams in scoring in the month of April. Wow. Dan, we'll start with you. What's really been behind this surge in scoring from the Blue Liners, and is it something you really see sustaining into the playoffs? It's speed. I, I, yeah. I don't think it's anything more or less than that, Jenna. I think, you know, I asked Sullivan uh, after the game on Thursday night about his team's speed, and I, initially he started talking about his forwards, but it didn't take him long to transition to Mike Matheson, John Marino, Crystal Tank. Brian Dumoulin's a really good skater, doesn't get enough credit for it. Uh, these guys can move. They also know how to join the play. A guy that Sullivan singled out in this regard is Cody Ceci, who has a five-game scoring streak going on right now. He's been the NHL's leading scorer among defensemen at five on five in the month of April. Cody Ceci. Yeah, Cody Ceci and Mike Matheson both making really mm -hmm. big impacts. Borky, how beneficial is it that they're getting so many contributions from kind of all these guys here? It's huge. It's huge. It just makes them so dangerous in the playoffs. Just when you think you've shut down the forwards, all of a sudden a guy like Ceci or Dumoulin or, or Latang and just the whole group. 
45 points since the 1st of April by the Pittsburgh Penguins defenseman. The team with the second most, the Washington Capitals, with 32. I will see your speed, mm -hmm. and I'll also sprinkle in a whole bunch of smarts in there, too. Oh, yeah. Because it's one thing to have speed and jump up on the play and all that, but also they're generating a lot of offense by making themselves available with the speed, but also having the smarts to just get pucks, mm -hmm. get pucks to the net and make things happen. They've done it on a consistent basis. And we can't mention speed and smarts without throwing in a fair <laughs> amount of skill, too. <laughs> we've seen the uh, hockey IQ from these guys really kind of come out in these last handful of games here. And we've also seen the return of Kasperi Kapanen. A bit of a scare today. He went down face first, but he ended up coming back. He had some stitches. He got a goal in his return on Thursday. Borky, what is his best role in until Evgeny Malkin returns here. Well, I think right now to play on the line with uh, with Jared McCann, uh, I think they work so well together. But uh, that's the thing about Kapanen right now. You can put him on any line you yes. want. And he yes. is just going to play the same way. Whoever he plays with, instantaneously become a better hockey player. I am so impressed with this guy. I mean, he is, he is a power forward. His stride is so powerful. He's got a rocket of a shot. And I think he catches a lot of defensemen flat-footed, and he is just a, really a complete player. He gives the Penguins that second-tier scoring on a consistent basis. He's a special player. He's a key component to the Penguins going deep in the playoffs. Yeah, Dan, he's really been pretty impressive kind of as they've as he's come back here, but he kind of picked up almost where he left off, albeit a little bit of the conditioning. Well, we've seen him skate alongside Colton Sevier and Mark Jankowski and look really effective. That is a trait unto itself. I'm here to tell you that. That is not something that you see star-type talent as capable of being. Uh, and that goes back through hockey history. You haven't seen guys that fit in with grinders. Uh, Kapanen knows what his role is on every line. And that goal that you just showed where he's flying between the blue lines. Did you see who the two players were that got him the puck? It was Zach Aston Reese and Teddy Bluger. And all they did was said, where's the fast guy? And Teddy fires it across the middle, and there goes Kapanen through the entire franchise. That's how you become really compatible. In the long run, though, I do want to see him with Gino. Yeah, we saw yeah. the chemistry that those two were having before the injuries mm -hmm. came into play, of course. Well, we've got our top shelf plays of the week coming up in just a little bit. But first, I go one on one with Pierre Maguire talking about what the playoffs could look like after a full season of battling division foes. 11 on the ice sponsored by Honda. We'll be right back. Welcome back to 11 on the Ice, sponsored by Honda. Ahead of tomorrow's showdown with the Bruins, right here on Channel 11, I had the chance to sit down on Zoom with NBC's Pierre Maguire, and it's never too early to talk playoff matchups. A lot of people are kind of already looking a little bit ahead and saying, you know, hey, we might see pens, caps around whatever it's going to be for that division final. Is that something you could potentially realistically see? In well, as, as a Pittsburgh coach a long time ago, I lived through that a couple times. So I kind of know what it's all about. Um, yeah, it's always seeming to be a rite of spring. Whenever we get to the springtime, it's always usually Pittsburgh and Washington, and it's one of those uh, neighborhood battles that never gets old. Uh, maybe it does for the coaches and the players on the losing side, but I think for the fans, they always look forward to it. It's fantastic theater. It really is. Yeah, and you so you mentioned a little bit of it kind of potentially getting old a little bit. I think we're looking a little bit ahead in the sense that all of these teams, with the way the schedule is this year, they've played each other so much. 
Do you see, what do you expect to see in the playoffs when it's the same teams, when these guys are, you know, the same series over and over, they've said all season felt like a playoff series. What's it going to feel like come actual playoffs? You know, Jen, I think we're going to see amped up physicality more than anything else. It's been kind of nasty this year during the regular season, a little bit more than what we're used to seeing. I think it just magnifies itself just a little bit more, Jenna. So I think it's going to be uh, probably extremely intense and a whole lot of uh, vicious, let's say. Oh, well, Pierre, thank you so much for taking some time out of your busy schedule. Best of luck with the game, and we really appreciate you taking the time. Anytime, Jenna. My pleasure. Thank you very much. Stay safe. So Boston next for the Penguins. Our experts look at how the Pens mat match up for tomorrow's game next on 11 on the Ice, sponsored by Honda. When you come to Deal Automotive, we'll earn your trust. And when it's time to buy a new car or truck, we'll earn your business. They made the buying process so easy, they even brought the car right to my front door. Here at Deal Automotive, we have over a thousand new cars. Chances are we have the make and model that will suit your needs and wants. If you're looking for a new car or truck, the odds are we have what you're looking for. Don't miss the Jeep celebration event at Deal Automotive. See our prices right online at dealauto.com. Ugh, no. Someone just got her period. What size do you need? Wait, there's more than one size? Yes. Your flow changes, and so should the size of your Tampax. Huh. Only Tampax has five sizes. If it hurts to remove, go down. If it leaks, go up. I'll take a regular for today, and for tomorrow, a super. Nice. Tampax, the only tampon with a leak guard braid to help give you more leak-free periods. Time to Tampax? What's your combo? Ugh, no. Someone just got her period. What size do you need? Wait, there's more than one size? Yes. Your flow changes, and so should the size of your Tampax. Huh. Only Tampax has five sizes. If it hurts to remove, go down. If it leaks, go up. I'll take a regular for today, and for tomorrow, a super. Nice. Tampax, the only tampon with a leak guard braid to help give you more leak-free periods. Time to Tampax? What's your combo? hockey for us um you know there's no no other way to put it i feel like you know these games are are huge and especially in the standings and a lot of a lot of tight races right now so um every point matters and we just need to uh, stay focused here and, and continue to work hard 
And welcome back to 11 on the Ice, sponsored by Honda. I'm Jenna Harner with Dan Kovacevic and Phil Bork. The Penguins have eight games left, and four of them will feel like playoff hockey for sure. Two each against Boston, Washington, the Flyers, and the Sabres. And we start with Boston. Patrice Bergeron, day-to-day. -day. Dan, that's a tough blow for them, as hot as they've been lately. Yeah, I mean, although, you know, Boston's most of their damage injury-wise has come on the back end. They're starting to get some of those guys back. Tuka Rask is back, so you're starting to see the Bruins look and behave like they usually do in their own zone and being a little bit more physical and punishing and everything else the way we're used to seeing. But you know what? The Bruins' issue has been depth beyond the first line. Uh, and, and getting Taylor Hall, to me, isn't going to solve that. When you quit on your team once in a year, you're going to do it again a second time. You can't just flip a switch. Uh, so I'm a little skeptical of the Bruins, and I'm usually not. Well, funny you mentioned Taylor Hall. Borky, you told us you wanted to talk a little bit about Hall and mm -hmm. David Krejci and the impact they're really having on the Bruins. Well, because a lot of people say it's a one-line team. Um, and that without Bergeron, or when, you know, with Bergeron, Pasternak, and Marchand, uh, they're dominant, especially when they play the Penguins. Uh, but when you bring in David Krejci, who, by the way, when the Penguins, uh, excuse me, the Bruins won the Stanley Cup, 10 years ago in 2011, it was David Krejci who led all players in oh, scoring. Yeah. You remember that? I mean, mm -hmm. he's one of those players, he's sneaky good. Mm -hmm. And you bring in the Taylor Hall, and for me, Jenna, Taylor Hall is kind of the wild card of everything. You know, he won the Hart Trophy before when he was with the New Jersey Devils. His speed is off the charts good. But I'm not sure where his confidence is at. He had a really rough year with the Buffalo Sabres. He probably feels like a new lease on life with the Boston Bruins. So I I'm wondering how that chemistry is going to be between Krejci and Hall. Well, as tight as things are, the one to four spots in this division could end up in literally any combination, right. meaning the Bruins, <laughs> Capitals, and Islanders all on the table here for a first-round matchup for the Pens. At this point, what's the best path for the Penguins? Borky, we start with you. Well, I always kind of hesitate and uh, flicker a little bit when I answer this question because be careful what you wish for. Mm -hmm. But I think the, the way the, the New York Islanders are playing right now, I think that would be the best matchup for the Penguins. They're struggling a little bit to score goals. You know, they're bringing in Zajac and Palmieri. I don't think the chemistry is quite the same as it was. Remember, Anders Lee is still out of the lineup. And oh, by the way, the Penguins went 6-2 and two against the New York Islanders in the season series, and they won the last two against the New York Islanders. So I think they feel comfortable playing the New York Islanders. And oh, by the way, let's not forget a couple years ago, who knocked the Penguins out of the playoffs in a four-game sweep? Oh, yeah. The New York Islanders. So there's some payback to be had there. Day in your thoughts, the Islanders, the team to match up with, or the Bruins or Caps? You know, my initial thought to this is that it really doesn't matter because these teams are all so even. And I feel like the Penguins, when they've got everybody, and if they can get together fast enough to form the kind of chemistry that you need going into the playoffs, which obviously needs to happen quickly, they can beat anybody. But I'm looking at the Islanders, too, and not just because of the 6-2 and two record. I see a team with the Islanders that just passively faces the Penguins and packs it in in the middle of the rink. And you know what the Penguins do when they play against them? They skate right around them. I mean, they go right around the perimeter. Mike Matheson in particular, Mike Matheson just looks at that and goes, are you serious? You're just going to give me all this? And they go ahead and take it. The Penguins have really, really, really been a bad matchup on the New York end and on the Barry Trotz end. 
uh, way more than I think it, it is the reverse. Yeah, and especially we know what happens when the Penguins score first against the Islanders. We've talked about it time and time again, but their entire game plan when they're trailing changes completely oh, compared yeah. to when they're tied mm -hmm. or when they're ahead. They play in a totally different style. Well, looking ahead just for the Pens, Evgeny Malkin could make an appearance before the regular season comes to an end. How do you guys really see his return affecting the chemistry of the team <laughs> for good or maybe not so great? You don't ever want to think that, but there's a potential. Dan, we'll start with you. Oh, I was going to, I was so, so ready to throw this one to Phil first, but okay, I, I see how this goes around here. Uh, I, I am not one who is concerned about bringing back one of the best players in the history of hockey to the team, especially since there's a clearly carved place for him in that middle, in that second line with Kasperi Kapanen, known chemistry. I don't know what you're going to do on that left side. I'd be in favor of putting Jared McCann there, but I don't know if Mike Sullivan is just yet. Uh, I am not one of those people who says every time the Penguins succeed when Sid or Gino is out, look, they're a better team without them. I don't buy that. I don't buy that. However, power play, different discussion, right, Phil? It is a different discussion. <laughs> Those power players humming along. Who comes out? Yep. Who stays in? It, it's a, This is a great question. We don't have enough time to really no, give we don't. a great, great answer. <laughs> we could do a whole show on this. But I will say this. You're right. You bring Evgeny Malkin back in the lineup, you better be jumping up and down uh, and be giddy like a schoolgirl to get 71 back in the lineup. And you're right. With Kasperi Kapanen, great chemistry there. But I will say this. With Evgeny Malkin. You do not want to disrupt how special this team is going right now. You do not want to go off on your same page and do your own thing. You need to buy in. Either you're all in or you're all out. And I think for Evgeny Malkin, give me the Gino we saw last year when Sid was out for 28 games and he was not taking any shortcuts. He was disciplined. He was making stops and starts. Mm -hmm. He was defense first, creating offense off of strong defense. Give me that Gino back in the lineup. How about the Gino right before he got hurt, Phil? That too. That too. There's a lot of good to look, especially looking down the lines, especially the centers, seeing you have Crosby, Malkin eventually when he comes back, Jeff Carter, and then potentially most likely Teddy Bluger. It's really just impressive. Well, time to go top shelf with some of the best plays of the week. There were a lot of goals to pick from for the Penguins. We start with this afternoon with that incredible effort from Jared McCann. I mean, he's done this time and time again. You see him diving there, but hey, another power play goal from McCann. Well, the incredible effort. You know, let me just back this up a little bit. Yeah, McCann gets gets all the accolades here but Chris Letang shooting the puck with traffic in front supplied by Jake Gensel brilliant it sounds simple but the Penguins haven't done enough of it and, and then Jared McCann sneaking through the back door just looking for any kind of cookie but how much he gets on this puck while he's diving like Superman incredible effort by McCann well I'm going macro on this see the way McCann dives forward there and really gives that extra effort to score the goal you're allowed to do that on a power play. This is why McCann cannot come off power play one. I don't care whose feelings get hurt. I don't care who gets offended. I don't care how the rest of the ice time is distributed. He has seven power play goals this season. That's an amazing figure. You do not take him off. No, he's been generating them, no doubt. Now we go back to Thursday. The Pens making a statement after that huge Devils comeback on Tuesday, and it's the captain setting the tone. This is what captains do. This is what Sidney Crosby does. This is a statement to his teammates, to the New Jersey Devils, to his coaching staff, that what happened in the third period is unacceptable in every way, shape, and form. I'm going to flip the script here. The first shift, we're going to get back to Penguini hockey. 
What Sid did right there, I'm going to tell you right now. When I witnessed that live, I got a little bit choked up. That was an incredible moment for Sidney Crosby. And it's not just a goal. He threw a hit right before that. He came out on that first shift off the opening draw, Jenna, like just, I don't want to say looking for blood or whatever. That makes it sound like he was looking to hurt somebody. But he was looking to make an immediate impact. Yeah. And if you have that much talent, your immediate impact more often than not is going to end up with the puck in the back of the other guy's net. A man on a mission. Yep. The guys give their three stars of the week. See if they'd match yours next on 11 on the Ice, sponsored by Honda. I'd say Brandon Tanev. He's got probably the one of the longest hairs on the team for sure, and uh, he's pretty uh, self-conscious about it, I'd say. Well, there you have it. John Marino says Brandon Tanev probably took the longest to get ready for yesterday's team photo. <laughs> Dayton Borky, you have no more time to get ready. It's time to drop the gloves, fix the hair, get ready to go, and reveal your three stars of the week. Take it away. Well, uh, I, I can't, I'll tell you this, I, I'm looking at Phil's side and I don't have any problem with it. I love the fact that we match on Cody Cece, so let's talk about that first. Even strength, uh, he's just been a yeah. tower out there, you know. He handles the puck really well in addition to winning the puck. Would and that, you say me, the biggest surprise hmm. this year for the Penguins? Yes, and I don't even know if that's fair, yeah. as I don't know that we should have been surprised because better players than him that have been run out of Toronto. No, but you, you know? look at the way the things started for him. Those first couple games in Philadelphia, in Philadelphia. he becomes he a healthy scratched. scratch. And ever yeah. since then, he has just been a model of consistency and now chipping in, as you mentioned, five-game point streak. And then I got to go with the Rusty Razor as my second star because, you know, starting April, five games, no points at all. And now he's got points in the six, eight, six of his last eight. And Sidney Crosby, come on, man. Yeah, 199 yeah, no, points, 161 games without Evgeny Malkin. He has gone to another stratosphere. He really has. Clearly the number one star. He really has. And Jared McCann has done the same thing in his own context by rising up the way he has in Evgeny Malkin's absence. Phil, try to imagine what would have happened to this team if McCann hadn't done what he's done. You know? He's, he's had a run. He's had a run, and he's oozing with confidence. Sure. And no shortage of that. I know everybody's <laughs> hoping it'll continue here. Channel 11 is your Penguin Station tomorrow as the Boston Bruins come to town. Join us at 2.30, auto racing permitting for 11 on the ice pregame sponsored by Honda. The puck drops after three for Penn's Bruins on Channel 11. And then one hour of live postgame coverage with me, Albie, and Jay Caulfield. Well, that'll do it for us tonight on 11 on the ice sponsored by your local Honda dealers. For Dane Kovacevic and Phil Bork and the entire Channel 11 sports team. I'm Jenna Harner. Have a great night.